I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Today we travel to Louisiana. A beautiful young mom, just 34 years old, dies. As we delve into the mystery surrounding her death, did she die because she was pretending to be her daughter? I feel for these these families, and uh, it, it's tough. Tom Hompton is a neighbor who knew both women. The whole story is bizarre and uh, so unnecessary and so tragic. Hopton says his neighbors are more like family and even spent the holidays with them. He says both women were hardworking with an overwhelming love for their kids, making what happened seem unreal. We're all having tough times, some harder than others, obviously. You were hearing our friend Mike McDaniel at WWL-TV Channel 4. How did this unfold? Did a mother actually die while impersonating her daughter? Again, thank you for being with us here at Fox Nation and Sirius XM 111. Let me introduce to you an all-star panel with me, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter Alexis Terezchuk. The medical examiner for the state of Florida. You can find him at pathcaremed.com. Dr. Tim Gallagher, former cop, now private investigator with Crispin Special Investigations.com. Robert Crispin. Special guest joining us, clinical forensic psychologist out of Louisiana, Dr. Brandon P. Romano at Romano Psych. Dot com. Melissa Hotmeyer, Chief of the Special Victims and Family Violence Unit in Prince George County State's Attorney's Office, co-founder of Right Response Consulting No Gray Zone Podcast. Joining me, Melissa Hotmeyer, and special guest joining us, the mother of the victim in this case, joining us is Sarah Meyer. Ms. Meyer, I, I know that there are many, many things that you cannot comment on because the investigation of the case is ongoing. Yes, ma'am. But let me take you back to that moment when you learned that your daughter had been a crime victim. What happened that day? Well, I got a call from a granddaughter. She was crying. She said they had a shooting. I talked to an officer, and he would not tell me anything. He told me not to get on the road, but as a mama, I drove over there. And when I got there, they had just left with the two victims. 
the coroner, and they were both pronounced dead. Miss Meyer is referring to Brittany Cormier and Hope Nettleton. Miss yeah. Meyer, when you heard that your daughter had been shot, what went through your mind? Why? How did this happen? She was eleven, eleven person. When you were on your way to to get to Brittany, what was going through your mind? Just why? Why would somebody take her in her own home and just shoot her in her head? When you got that phone call, did you say it was your granddaughter that called? Yes. Did she tell you that Brittany had passed on or just that she had been shot? No. What did you... She had been shot. She didn't know yet that her mother had passed away. Guys, joining me is the mother of the victim in this case, Brittany Cormier, a beautiful woman on the inside and out and mother. So as you were driving over, Miss Meyer, you did not know that Brittany, your daughter had passed away? No. When you arrived, what did you see? I saw her house taped off, and I got down. I wanted to see her, but they said she had passed away, and the coroner had just picked them up. Did you go into the home? No, they would not let me. Did you see your granddaughter? Yes, I drove to the sheriff's department where she was because they had her for questioning. What happened when you saw your granddaughter, a teen girl? I asked her if she knew her mama was deceased, and she said yes. How? How? At that moment, Miss Meyer, how was she taking it? Uh, she was crying, but I, I believe we were just in denial that it really hadn't happened. You know, Miss Meyer, for the longest time, years actually, but especially at the beginning, I would wake up in the morning and at just for a few seconds, it didn't last very long, I would think everything was all right. And then it would hit me that Keith not only was dead, but he had been murdered. Do you still ever do that? Do you ever wake up and think for just a few moments everything's fine? Yes, and I still wait for her to call me every day. Miss Meyer, can... I mean, we, we we can talk about the angle of the bullets or the time of the day or the forensic evidence left behind, but one thing you know that we can never know is who is Brittany Comier. And I, and I say is because I think her soul is alive. But in this life, could you tell me about your girl, Brittany? First off, she was my baby. She was a kind-hearted, loving mother, not a mean bone in her body. She loved everyone she met. She was a hard worker. She loved to cook. She loved to sing and dance. She had dreams of watching her kids graduate high school and going to college. She loved animals. And her life was taken too soon trying to protect her child. You know, I was just thinking about what you just said about her looking forward to her children graduating from high school. 
I was in the car with my twins. They just turned 13, Miss Meyer. And uh, they have a merit badge project that they're working on. And this particular, for scouts, you know, girls can be Eagle Scouts now, Miss Meyer. And we were in the car and I was telling them that everything was ready for them to go door to door to collect cans for the hungry. That's what they picked to do. And uh, they were going, Mom, we've just been working on it so hard. And I said, well, son, Lucy, my daughter, one of these days, you know, when you're applying for a job or you're trying to get into some fancy school somewhere, you're going to have on your resume Eagle Scout. And uh, you'll see then how important this is. And I'm looking forward to helping them get through what's ahead of them to make their life better. When you said she was looking forward to them getting out of high school and graduating, that just breaks my heart. What, what were her dreams for her children? What, what did she want for them? Well, the daughter was supposed to be graduating and going to nursing school. Mm-hmm. My mama was so proud of her. And her boys were so smart. They wasn't about to graduate yet, but it wouldn't have been long. She just wanted them to make something of themselves. Miss Meyer, when you put your head to the pillow at night, what do you remember and think of about your baby, Brittany? All the times we shared, Mother's Day, Christmas, Thanksgiving, Easter. I'll never get none of that back with her. All I have is memories now. Miss Meyer, thank you for being with us today. I can't thank you. tell you what an inspiration you are, not to just me, but to crime victims, mothers, fathers that are facing adversity with their children. To everyone that hears your voice, you are so strong and a real inspiration. And um, it's people like you that keep all us crime fighters still going. So thank you. Thank you. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What if we told you about a major breakthrough on awesome savings on all-inclusive beach vacays? OMG, this could break the case. Case? I'm talking about CheapCaribbean.com. It's full of hot savings. At CheapCaribbean.com, score an extra $175 off site-wide on vacations of four nights or more now through June 3rd. Swim up bar in Punta Cana or dip your toes in the sand on the shores of Cancun. We gotta take this show on the road. Start at CheapCaribbean.com. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Guys, we were talking about the 
brutal murders of a gorgeous young mom, just 34, Brittany Cormier, and her best friend who was with her that day, Hope Nettleton. Take a listen to this. It's, it's bizarre. It's, uh, you can't even write this kind of stuff. It's, it's, it's beyond a pale. Two innocent women dead in a murder-for-hire case. One of those women died a hero protecting a family member. Authorities say this killing was meant to silence an alleged rape victim. Instead, two innocent women are dead. You were just hearing our friends at Channel 4. I want to reintroduce to you our guests that are joining us. You were earlier hearing Brittany Comier's mother, Sarah Meyer. Now with me, Melissa Hotmeyer, Dr. Brandon Romano, Robert Crispin, Dr. Tim Gallagher, and CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter Alexis Terezchuk. Alexis, I want to first just talk about the rudimentary aspects of this double murder. Who, what, where, when. I'll get to the why. Take it away. Brittany and her best friend, Hope, were in her home in Louisiana, and they were brutally murdered. They were shot. There was... Uh, this was out of the blue. This wasn't, um, nobody had followed them home from anywhere or anything like that. Poli the police were called. They came. There were no suspects. There was no one there. They had left. Hiding in a closet in the house was Brittany's teenage daughter, another, another friend of hers. And the police have said that they had, they had no suspects. Wait a minute. Who's hiding in the closet? Brittany's teenage daughter. Okay. The teenage daughter, about 16 at the time, hiding in the closet. Brittany dead, shot in the head. Brittany's best friend, Hope Nettleton, also shot dead. The facts beginning to unfold. And as of that moment, not a single suspect. Take a listen to our friend, Kendria Lafleur. KATC-TV. Brittany Cormier was laid to rest January 20th. Her brother, Beau, listed as a pallbearer. We don't get these type of things happen, double homicides in, uh, in Terrebonne Parish, especially Montague, which is a small town. Um, people are very close over there. And, uh, you know, there were good people that ended up dying as a result. So with closure to family, and more importantly, the, the family and the community down there. I mean, this really hit that community hard. So we work real hard so we can bring peace to the families and the communities down in Montague. Now, you are not only hearing Kendria Lafleur, KATC, you're also hearing the sheriff there in Terrebonne Parish. That's Sheriff Tim Sonier speaking. Back to you, Alexis Terezchuk, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter. First, I want to go from you, Alexis, to Dr. Brandon P. Romano, who's joining us from Louisiana right now. You can find him at Romano Psych. P-S-Y-C-H dot com. Dr. Romano, I've dealt with many, many homicides over my years prosecuting and reporting, but I can count on, mm, I would say, 20 or so of them out of the literally thousands of cases have involved mass murder in many jurisdictions. Mass murder is referred to as any murders where there's more than one body. So the fact that there are two dead victims here gives me a real window into the psyche of the killer. What do you make of it? How often do you see a double murder? Not a murder-suicide, but a double murder. 
it's actually a very rare incident, um, at least particularly here in Louisiana, and I would imagine nationwide. Um, more often times than not, these uh, incidents are driven by motivating factors. And there could be money, revenge, loyal to the person that's asking you to commit the crime. One common theme we see with these individuals is that they are typically callous, unemotional, and egocentric. Um, and they may have criminal records. They may have already committed violent crimes. They may be engaged um, in drug or alcohol use. They may have prior firearm offenses. And we see um, also uh, some uh, proclivity for antisocial or sociopathic uh, tendencies in these individuals. You said three characteristics, callous, unemotional, and what was the other one? Egocentric. What do you mean by that, egocentric? Not all of us are shrinks, Dr. Romano. (laughs) Yes. So basically, these individuals are all about themselves. What's in it for me? Um, That typically defines the egocentric person, and that could be the person that uh, has, quote, ordered the hit or the individuals that are carrying out the request. Egocentric. Your own ego is the center of your universe. Callous, unemotional, and egocentric. Callous, unemotional, and egocentric. You know, right there, Robert Crispin, a longtime cop, now a private investigator with his own firm, CrispinSpecialInvestigations.com. Robert, you know, uh, under the law, and as you have investigated many, many homicides, there are a lot of cases where, let's just say, somebody gets mad at a bar, pulls a gun, and shoots. Bam, it's over. That's still a murder because premeditation, of course, can be formed in a, uh, a, a twinkling, the blink of an eye. But sure. callous, unemotional, egocentric, interesting, because even someone that's caring can get angry and fire a pistol. But callous, unemotional, and egocentric, to gun down two unarmed women in their own home. We don't have a sex attack. We don't have anything stolen. Crispin, you've seen a lot of homicides. How many have you seen where there's more than one dead victim? One. You know what? I know a lot of people don't believe that, but it's true. Just like Romano was saying, to kill more than one person on a scene is very rare. And you got to sit up and take notice. Let me go to our other special guest joining us, Melissa Hotmeyer, Chief of the Special Victims and Family Violence Unit, Prince George County State's Attorney's Office, and co-founder of Right Response Consulting. Melissa, it's a real pleasure to have you with us. When you would, if you would walk into a crime scene and you know that there are two victims, the first thing I would look for is, was there a sex attack? Was the place uh, um, ransacked? Was anything stolen? I would look for forced entry to help me, all of those things to help me find out who did this thing. What's the first thing they should look for when they come into this scene there in Louisiana? Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I think the first thing when you see two dead women is whether or not there was sexual assault. That's probably what I would be looking for or what I would be asking the detectives that were on scene. And then after that, whether anything was missing or out of place um, and, and, you know, kind of take it from there because you try to work out um, from the, the crime scene to try to develop the suspects. 
And of course, uh, Melissa, you start gathering evidence. Don't let anybody walk around. I'll never forget trying to analyze what happened in the O.J. Simpson crime scene where Nicole Brown and Ron Goldman were killed. You know, people walking through the blood. Oh, oh, what a nightmare. So the forensics of this scene are very important. And Melissa Huttmeyer, you've tried a lot of cases how often have you ever had another victim live to tell the tale hiding in a closet? It does not happen often. Those are, those are uh, things that we don't, you know, usually they don't leave them behind. So that is key evidence, definitely. I'm glad you said that. I thought it was just me. I've never had, I've had people run from the scene and live, but I've never had anybody hiding in a closet while the murders went down, the murder of her own mother. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive Budget Beach Finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Generations Riviera Maya Resort and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Hi, guys, with me, Melissa Hotmeyer, Chief of the Special Victims and Family Violence Unit there in Prince George County's State Attorney's Office. So what happened? What happened in this little parish, Terrebonne Parish, Louisiana? I mean, uh, let me ask you, Dr. Brandon P. Romano, how big is Terrebonne Parish? Um, I don't know the population. I do know people that live there, but it is uh, considered a rural area, um, which is very rural, very (laughs) rural indeed. How far is it from New Orleans? Uh, Approximately an hour to an hour and a half. Right. And you know what? The two shall ne'er meet. My point is, um, and, and I learned that growing up in Georgia. I was from rural Bibb County, not even a city, and we thought the people that lived in Atlanta were all crazy. Same thing when I moved to New York. Outside of New York, it can be very rural, and when you go upstate, uh, very remote. So it's a whole nother way of life. Uh, when people say New uh, Louisiana, they think of New Orleans. That is not necessarily true. So how do you attack this case? you got two dead bodies with a teen girl hiding in the closet. Take a listen to our cut number four. This is Real One Balligan Fox 8. The sheriff says with help from a witness, investigators were able to track the vehicle the men used through cameras. Cameras like locals that have surveillance cameras on the road and track the direction that vehicle was gone. For people who live on the streets where the murders took place, they say it's hard to fathom. 
you know, kind of like a cloud's been over this town for since it happened. But uh, like I said. Well, Melissa Hotmeyer, I guess they read your mind because they immediately start canvassing the neighborhood. They think, think that they know about the vehicle. The men, M-E-N, more than one man used in the getaway, and they start trying to glean video surveillance. And right there, guys, when you hear that neighbors think they saw men, not just a man, that means something that is very, very significant. In an area that I now know has a population of a little over 100,000. To Dr. Tim Gallagher, a medical examiner for the entire state of Florida, and you can find him at pathcaremed.com. Dr. Gallagher, uh, to see two women come in to the morgue. We just learned that there was a mighty struggle. If there was a struggle put up by these two women, what would you expect to see on their bodies? Well, things that we would see on their bodies would include defensive wounds. These are wounds to their uh, forearms where they would hold their hands up and try to defend themselves against the assault. Other things that we would look for is material underneath their fingernails that can include them scratching the person who was assaulting them, therefore getting their skin and DNA under the victim's nails. Um, Other things that we would look for, we need to check for Um, trajectory, trajectory of the bullets, and if we can even recover uh, some of the spent uh, projectiles, we can use that to match it up to a gun that may have been uh, uh, implicated in the assault. So there are many, many things that we look for in these types of cases. In these types of cases, the autopsy can take up to two days per person to do to to collect all of the evidence necessary for the trial. To Melissa Hotmeyer, Chief Special Victims and Family Violence Unit in Prince George County State's Attorney's Office. Melissa, another thing I would want to look at, since I know these women were unarmed, there may not have been, even though there was a struggle, there may not have been much of a struggle because we know they were shot. I would want to know were they shot point blank. So I would be trying to find out if there was stippling or burning around the bullet wound, which would indicate a contact wound, where the the gun actually was hot on the skin. I would try to look for uh, GSR, gunshot residue. If I find gunshot residue, I can extrapolate that the perp was 36 inches or less away from the victim. Um, If not, then would the perp have shot at a distance? Did he miss? Are there other bullets to be found? And of course, like Gallagher just said, can you get a bullet from the room or from one of the victims so you can do a ballistics match? What would you be looking for, Melissa? Yeah, I mean, all of those things. I think the other thing the doctor talked about is the trajectory, you know, whether or not the perpetrators made the victims get on their knees, whether this was an execution or whether they were, you know, asleep and sitting up. Um, All of those things are really important when you're piecing together a case and trying to try it and paint a picture for the jury. And obviously, you know, if you get a conviction, then they would be important for a judge to know in determining sentencing or if you have a death penalty case for a jury to determine, you know, uh, sentence. You know what, Melissa, you're so right, because the jury wants to hear a story. 
a true story. They don't want to hear, well, we don't know exactly how this happened. They want to hear everything you can piece together from the forensics. So you're absolutely correct, as is Gallagher. Take a listen again to our friend Real Juan Balaguin at Fox 8. On January 13th, Sonia says the suspect went to this home on the 100 block of Montague Street in Montague. Shooter asking for the rape victim by name, and Brittany Carmier tells the shooter she's the rape victim. Let's dissect what we just heard at Fox 8. Did a hero mom, 34-year-old Brittany Cormier, end up shot dead while pretending to be her own daughter? We now know also a rape victim from two hitmen that had come to the house looking for the teen girl. Straight out to Alexis Terrestrial at CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter. This had to come from the teen girl hiding in the closet. What do we know? That's exactly what we do know, that she was hiding it when the men broke into the house. Or I, I, we don't know the exact minute by minute, but there was... The, the mom knew that these men were perhaps outside the house, sent her daughter to hide in the closet. And then these men came in and said to the mom, where's Brittany? Where's Brittany? Along those lines. I'm sorry, not where's Brittany? Where's the young girl? And Brittany said, it's me. And she's so young. She is only 34 years old. She could look like a teenager. And they shot her, believing that she was her daughter and their her friend that was in the in the house hope she tried to fight back against these men and they shot her too she couldn't escape she was killed too luckily they did not find the teenager who was hiding in the closet they believed this woman they thought oh our job is done we have killed the right person and we had to kill a second one but we, we did our job and we're out of here and they drove away you know what's interesting to robert crispin uh pi former cop now his own pi firm CrispinSpecialInvestigations.com. Very often in movies and in books, you see the perp kill the witnesses. It's actually real. It does happen, Robert. Sure does. It happens in a lot of different cases. It happens in drug cases as well. Um, this particular case happens to be the exact same thing. But the problem is they left their star witness, the victim, the original victim that they were trying to go get, they missed her. And she they ended up sure being did, our thanks star to mommy. You know, Melissa Hotmeyer uh, joining me, Chief of the Special Victims and Family Violence Unit, Prince George's County State's Attorney's Office, and co-founder of Right Response Consulting. Melissa, that's why people don't want to come forward and testify. You know how many times I had to go around when nobody would answer the front door, I'd have to sneak around to the back of an apartment or a house to try to lure them to the back door so no one would see a witness cooperating with the state. People don't want to get involved, and this is why they don't want to get involved. You're absolutely right, Nancy. This is exactly why people don't want to help and victims don't want to come forward. With good reason. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive Budget Beach Finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Generations Riviera Maya Resort and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Who will gun down two women thinking one of them had been a rape victim? Take a listen to our friends at KATC. This is Kendria LaFleur. Investigators say this murder for hire applied goes back to March of 2020. That's when Beau Carmier was arrested here in Acadiana over accusations that he raped a family member. To the Terrebonne Parish Sheriff's Office, Cormier hired Andrew Eskine and Dalvin Wilson to kill the rape victim to prevent her from testifying. Bo, Andrew, and Dalvin traveled to Montague to conduct surveillance on the residents sometimes after July, but before November. On November 2020, Andrew and Dalvin returned to Montague to commit the homicide using a family member's vehicle but it was a failed attempt. Deputies say Wilson returned January 13th, went inside Brittany Cormier's home and asked for the rape victim by name. But Brittany stepped in saying she was the victim. And Brittany Cormier tells the shooter she's the rape victim, accepting her fate to save the life of an actual victim. Hope Nettleston actually struggled with the shooter and was shot fighting him off. To Dr. Brandon P. Romano, clinical forensic psychologist, expert joining us out of Louisiana. This is in his backyard. You can find him at RomanoPsych.com. You know, Dr. Romano, it's a phrase that's bandied about very frivolously that there is nothing more powerful on this earth anyway than a mother's love. And I would have to agree that so many mothers would risk their own lives to save their child. And that is what happened here. Weigh in, Dr. Romano. My first thought about this is that Brittany must have had some idea. She, she either had a suspicion or prior knowledge. When two grown men show up at your house and ask for your children, the first thing that most parents would do, including myself, would be to ask, who are you? Um, you would step in the way. And you said it. There's no love like the mother of, a, of the love of a mother. I mean, it's a bond. When it's solid, it can't be broken. Um, there's a cognitive, there's emotional, there's an instinctual process in protecting our children. Um, many parents will say, you will hear them comment, um, that they would do anything for their children, including taking a bullet. Um, and that's clearly what Brittany did for her child. Um, many parents would live in unbearable grief if they had a chance to save their child's life and they did nothing. You know, Alexis Tereschuk, you're a new mom, and you never know when that moment 
is going to happen where you leap in and try to save your child's life. And I'm just trying to imagine Brittany there with her girl and her friend, and these two thugs come to the door looking for the teen rape victim. And she had the wherewithal to tell her daughter to hide. She told her to go hide, and which she did, which saved her life, too, because if she had maybe been in the living room, maybe the guys would have figured out, wait, this, this isn't her, this is the mom. But instead, she told her to hide, and they believed her, which is just amazing. She was so convincing and, and so honest and appealing to these guys that they, they believed her. And shot her dead. Well. Yeah. And instead of saying, well, you, you don't look like you're a teenager. Let me. Let well, they may the not have teenager. known the age of the victim. I don't know that they did. It's true. Guys, yeah. take a listen to this. Who is this person? This Beau Cormier. Who is this? Take a listen to our friend Tyler Hunt at Crime Online. Beau Cormier's long history of abusive crime began when he was a teenager. At 17 years, he was charged with the forcible rape of a 12-year-old family member. He entered into a plea agreement to a lesser charge of felony carnal knowledge of a juvenile. Cormier was sentenced to seven and a half years of hard labor, but that sentence was suspended for five years of supervised probation and registry as a sex offender. During the same time frame, Cormier also faced two counts of cyberstalking for threatening, terrifying, and or harassing a man. He agreed to plead no contest to one of the charges and was sentenced to 60 days in jail, but that too was suspended for one year of unsupervised probation. You know, Melissa Hotmeyer, uh, I want you to take a listen to our next information about this perp. I will never forget as a crime victim handling cases in the DA's office and I thought every case will this guy get out and kill somebody? Like what happened to Keith, my fiance? And I felt this huge burden to think of reducing a case to straight probation when you have raped a 12-year-old girl? Yeah, I mean, it, it It should be. It's mine. It should be every prosecutor's worst nightmare, and it, it's stuff that keeps me up at night. Um, and, I, you know, I'd rather take a case to trial than, than you know, possibly let someone out and, you know, they, they harm someone else, they kill someone else, because, you know, we know that sex offenders, uh, they, they typically recidivate at a much higher rate than other offenders. They really do. And I'm saying that anecdotally. I don't have a stat that I've written down, but I know what I know from all the years I've prosecuted and covered cases. Melissa, you're absolutely right. Guys, take a listen again. Who is this evildoer is the only word I can think of. Take a listen to Tyler Hunt, Crime Online. 35-year-old Beau Cormier's list of crimes include forcible rape, third-degree rape, intimidation of a witness, cyber-stalking, armed robbery, and animal cruelty. Plea bargains allowed him to serve time in prison concurrently for burglary and armed robbery charges. Last year, Cormier was arrested and charged in the third-degree rape of his then 16-year-old niece and intimidation of the victim's mother. Bond was set at $50,000 for the first charge and $5,000 for the second. Cormier bailed out of jail the same day. So let me understand, Alexis Terezchuk, earlier joining us was Miss Meyer. So she is the mother of the victim in this case, Brittany Cormier, and the defendant, Brittany's brother. Let me understand if I've got this right. Beau Cormier was charged with raping his teen girl niece. Do I have that right? 
You do. That's exactly right. So Bo and Brittany, brothers and sisters, their mom was on today, and he is the one who was arrested and charged with raping his niece and threatening her mom, threatening Brittany. That was last summer. So then he was the one, and, and as you heard, I don't, the listeners heard in the, in the beginning, he was actually a pallbearer at his sister Brittany's funeral. He carried her coffin. But instead, he's now been arrested for the, this murder, these two murders as well, for masterminding these two murders. Guys, take a listen to our cut 12, Sula Kim at WDSU. O. Cormier, Andrew Eskine, and Dalvin Wilson are now each facing one count of criminal conspiracy to commit murder and one count of attempted first-degree murder. Cormier allegedly hired two of his friends to silence a rape victim to keep her from testifying. The rape victim was not killed and instead someone else at the home, Brittany Cormier and her neighbor Hope Nettleton, died as a result of their injuries. Investigators say the new charges stem from two prior incidents when the suspects conducted surveillance on the home and attempted to commit the crime. So this guy, Cormier, Beau Cormier, Brittany's brother, charged with raping her daughter, his niece, he remains unnamed, comes back to, sends hitmen to kill the niece to keep her from testifying, and the idiots he sends end up killing Brittany and her best friend while the teen girl hides in the closet. May they all burn in hell with a little pit stop at old Sparky. The electric chair. I mean, I don't think you could have written a more tragic story than this. And what about it? Dr. Brandon P. Romano. This guy, Beau Cormier, started probably before he was even 17, raping people. And now there's rape, double murder, animal cruelty. I don't know where that fits in, but the list goes on and on and on. That's a real argument against rehabilitation. I, for one, believe there can be rehabilitation in certain cases, but not sex cases. I don't think sex offenders can ever change. What's with him, Romano? So, you know, in Louisiana, um, sex offender designation can go out for many types of cases. And we often say that not all sex offenders are the same. I think when you get to this level, we have a entirely new level of offender. We have someone, although I've never met this individual, never evaluated this individual. What we are seeing is a pervasive pattern of disregard, uh, lack of respect and, and um dignity for others that began in adolescence based on the information I'm hearing. Um, you know, Boy, that's one way you're putting perfume on a pig, Romano, because when <laughs> I think of don't respect, that's when my daughter, it's usually her, not my son, I'm sad to report, that says yes and no instead of yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am. That, to me, is not disrespect. Gunning down two innocent, defenseless women while a teen girl rape victim cowers in a closet I think that goes beyond disrespect. Uh, Dr. Romano, we agree to disagree, but to you, you guys do have the death penalty in Louisiana, right? Uh, yes. Alexis Chuck, what happens next? They have they were just arrested a few weeks ago. They the and the district attorney has said they're still looking at everything. They have all these details though about Bo's past history. And as you point out, like this is 
18 years that we know of of crimes, and he is only 35 years old. So they have to get everything in the road. The dad, I mean, the DA. Well, the devil was the devil on the day he was born. We wait as justice unfolds. Nancy Grace, Crime Story, signing off. Goodbye, friend. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive Budget Beach Finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Generations Riviera Maya Resort and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress. Lisa's Sapira Hybrid has been named Wirecutter's Best Hybrid Mattress five years running. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash Nancy for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash Nancy. Thanks, Lisa Mattress, for being our partner.